You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer, and if you are a special education teacher, then this is the place to be. I'm going to be right by your side, helping you learn everything you can about building and operating a successful department. On today's show, we have our first guest repeat. I'm excited to have Heather from Full Sped Ahead back with us to talk about all things teacher leadership. As I stated on an episode or two ago, I will be making the change this fall to move into a leadership role within my district to be an instructional coach for all special education teachers. Heather is also a teacher leader within her own right and hopes to make the change to full-time teacher leader in the future. And as you'll hear, it is apparent that she has the skills to make that happen. Heather is a self-contained special education teacher who uses her experience and talents as a business owner, helping other teachers grow in this field, and has presented at many educational conferences, including Educators to Educators, The Intentional IEP, Thriving in SPED, Teach It Special, and Master IEP Coach. In today's episode, we chat about what those skills and qualities are that make a teacher leader and the importance of a position like this one. Uh, Hey, Heather, welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. Did you know that you are the first guest to ever be a repeat? Really? I had no idea. That's so exciting. (laughs) Well, I'm excited that you are here. I shared in the intro that you are ready to start looking into making the full-time jump from teacher to teacher leader. And I'd love to chat about that process with you and give the listeners the support and information they need to see if this would be a career move for them them themselves someday, or even if it isn't, you know, teacher leadership qualities are important to have within any special education department, as well as to help you be an asset to your building and your district overall. So I think it's a really cool conversation to have. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Um, we can't have enough leaders um, as far as in the special education field. And, you know, like I said, you had kind of mentioned helping out in the building. And I agree that we can continue to advocate outside of our classroom walls, outside of the IEP table and, you know, in our buildings, in our districts as well. I feel like in my building, I've always had those opportunities to be a leader and to, you know, to re- like you said, to reach outside those four walls. But I feel like a lot of special education teachers don't either have those opportunities or don't feel like that they can put themselves in those opportunities. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I would say the biggest thing for me was being able to tell my administration that that was something I was interested in. Um, Otherwise, they would have had no idea that that was something I do. Um, Some of them don't even know what I do outside of school hours, so that I have this full sped ahead account and I've presented at conferences and um, they know, obviously, I have my degree as a teacher leader, but, you know, telling them that I actually wanted the opportunities to give presentations for our district or training staff and things like that. Then they found those opportunities for me um, where they could fill me in and give that support where it was needed. So tell us what, in your words, exactly what is a teacher leader? What capacity do they serve outside of those four walls and within their building or even within their district? 
So really, I think this could be anybody. You don't have to have the actual certification, um, at least in my mind, is if you have 10% more of intelligence on a topic or an area than somebody else, you are a teacher leader. You can speak or talk about something that maybe somebody else doesn't know as much about. Um, but teacher leaders in my district, if you want to put it down on paper, what they are, those are typically like SPED coordinators, instructional coaches, um, anybody who comes in, trains and supports teams, those are going to be your teacher leaders. I have known about, you said instructional coaches. I've known about instructional coaches for probably a good 10, 12, I don't, maybe in fit, close to 15 years. I'm not sure, but I've known about them for general education teachers for a long time. And we've had them in my district for quite a while, but the concept of a special education teacher leader is new to my district. This will be the first one that we've had. I've served my district in the capacity of like um, mentor and department head and things like that. And so those are roles as well that where you can be a teacher leader, but this role is is new. And I think we're talking off camera about, you know, our districts didn't even know that this was an, an option or, a, or mm-hmm. a possibility. So why do you think that this role is so important for districts? Why is the the instructional coach or the teacher leader for a district so important? I think there needs to be more uni- uniformity between programs and classrooms, grade levels, because I am a self-contained teacher. So my self-contained classroom might look different than somebody else's self-contained classroom, but there needs to be that foundational programming that needs to be coming from administration um, or from somebody in the special education field that's a coordinator or like I said, an instructional coach um, that would be able to help guide some of those decisions that are happening that maybe isn't happening across the board for all grade levels or all, um, you know, subject areas. So this is somebody that you can run ideas by, you can run curriculum by, behaviors. This is somebody that teachers really do deserve to have somebody to lean into And like you said, have that conversation back and forth of like, I'm having this concern. I don't know what to do with my classroom management. And it's somebody outside maybe that can come and observe, give you some feedback, give you some um, suggestions of how to improve your teaching. Well, I feel like that was the conversation that I had with my assistant director at the time that the general education teachers have these people, they have the support. So why don't we, because, you know, it seems like we have so much more on our plates. We have the paperwork, we have the IEPs, we have the behavior issues. And so I totally agree with you that we, if we had somebody that we could lean on and, you know, they present the director and the the assistant director in my district, they present information at the beginning of a school year. And then all of those teachers take it and interpret it into their own thinking. And, you know, it might not be the right thinking. They might, you know, continue to do something the wrong way just because they don't know and they don't have any follow-up. So I truly believe that this is an important role that they have somebody to, you know, get back with and somebody that's following up with them to make sure that things are are going well and that things are getting done correctly. And in a way, it's like this person's the middleman to a director or a, a supervisor or whatever it is, the person who evaluates you. This is kind of the middle person that could be giving you information that can go to administration if they need it, or like I said, a director, a special education director, um, saying this is what's happening, you know, how would you like to solve it and kind of be that gateway 
Because sometimes it's hard to have those conversations with administration if you really are struggling and you don't want to say that you're weak or you're missing things or you don't have enough time to do something. Um, you know, I feel like us teachers take on a lot of burden to make sure that like things get done. And when we can't keep up, it's hard for us to admit that we're struggling. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, a teacher leader could be some of that, you know, communication and partnership that you can really lean on. I'm glad you said the word evaluation because that's absolutely not what this position is about. It's not, you know, a, a gotcha kind of situation. We're not in there, you know, looking to see what you're doing wrong and then to critique you on it. We're there for support and we are not the ones that should be, you know, um, observing your classrooms and making those evaluation decisions. So no, I'm glad you said that. Definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, like I said, this is more of a partnership, a collaborative effort of, you know, if there's an area of need that you have, I'm here to support you and help you through it rather than, you know, ridicule you for coming to me. Right. Well, I feel it's important for leaders of any kind to have a servant's heart to want to go, you know, above and beyond to help schools improve as a whole. But what other types of characteristics do you feel that teacher leaders should have? Um, I think they really need to be flexible, especially if they're helping a lot of different programs or a lot of different teachers, um, that your time is going to need to be balanced between multiple classrooms, programs, um, types of teachers, types of classrooms. Um, so I think being flexible is a huge part. Also being organized, um, because if you don't have your things together, it's going to be hard to bring that information or resource or activity or whatever it is to that classroom if you can't find where what you're looking for, or where you're at, um, or where you're supposed to be. So I think those are two major factors that go into being a teacher leader. I agree. And I think having being a relationship builder, you know, being able to bring people together instead of, you know, being divisive, um, just being able to understand or have empathy for where these teachers are at and be able to build that connection with them and that relationship with them so that they trust you to be able to ask you for help. Yeah. Totally. I completely agree. That's going to go right in there because if I just showed up to your classroom today, you're going to be like, who is this person? What are they doing? Uh, I'm kind of afraid. And then when I say, oh, I'm the, you know, SPED coordinator or the teacher leader for special education, you're going to be like, uh, are you evaluating me? Mm -hmm. Is this an informal observation? So, you know, you're right. Having that conversation prior to you know, hey, this is a new position in our district or our school, and I'm here to support you, you know, reach out at any time, but then continuing to follow up with that conversation too, that I'm here if you need support, you know, if you want me to pop in, I want to get to know your classroom, I want to get to know you. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that partnership and um, communication is going to be key. And you touched on it. I think that teachers, they're so all over the place. There's going to be teachers that as a teacher leader, as an instructional coach, that I'll need to help more than others. And so mm -hmm. I think getting to know those teachers and what where their needs are, maybe through even, you know, surveys, um, questionnaires to ask them what they need help with, where do they feel that their weaknesses are. So I feel like, you know, it's just kind of, it, it's really just like um, an administrator with the teachers, you have some teachers that are strong and don't need much support. And you have mm -hmm. other teachers who need a lot of support. So it's, it's basically or very similar to an administrator role without the teeth, I guess. Yeah, definitely. 
So where can teachers lead if they want to start the process of being a leader within the school, both informally and formally? Where do you where do you see them, you know, putting forth their efforts? So I think for me, it's going to be show up to the events. If there's any events for your programs or any, um, you know, outside of school things like show up, that can be the first step. You know, I'm interested in what our programs are doing, how to support our community, how to support the parents, the students um, show up. That's first informally. And, you know, once you show an interest in that, you can start building those relationships. Like you had said, you know, this is I'm here. This is who I am. I'm a teacher right now. I'm looking for more opportunities to help out and be supportive of our programs and our community. Um, But then I had touched on it earlier, too, like telling your administration that you want to do more opportunities to train staff or do a parent training or something like that to show like, I want to make our programs better and I want to tell our families what we have available. I want to tell our students what we have available. I want to be able to tell other teachers what's available in our schools or in our districts, um, you know, or teach them about classroom management or running stations or whatever it is. Um, You know, like you said, having that 10% more of an idea than somebody else or, you know, more, more of an understanding than somebody else. You can teach them. Right. So you're just providing service to the school with a consistent, positive frame of mind. You're you're giving support. You're giving um, opportunities. Yeah. Even back to your dis- because, back to your building. Yeah. Yeah, and it won't be mandatory. You know, like if you want to come to this one hour event, I'm hosting it. This is going to be the topic we're talking about. And if you want to learn more about it, I'm here for you. Um, you know, you can do that even as a teacher. You don't have to be a teacher leader to do that. Um, But like I said, just continuing to show up and tell your administration that this is something I'm interested in. This is something I enjoy. um, And I'm here to do it positively and to make our programs and our schools better. I think when I first started being a teacher leader, I I definitely did that. You know, I presented myself that I, I can train other teachers on different things. But then I also, you know, started leading committees and initiating new programs into our building like um, the watchdogs program we implemented, action-based learning, makerspace. So things that I would research on my own and then talk to my administration about implementing these into the building. So I think when you're adding value to your school, you start to be seen more as a leader. Definitely. And I just want to say that, you know, it shouldn't, teacher leadership shouldn't be, it shouldn't have an end goal in mind. You know, if you if you have a servant's heart, then when you're wanting something in return, that's not that's not having a servant's heart, I guess. And so you do these things because it's who you are mm-hmm. within you and you do them because of who you are. And then others are going to recognize this and they're going to start asking you to to help out, asking you to be more of a leader. And so that's the process that I actually went through. It wasn't that I ever started out, oh, I want to be this X, Y, and Z is that I just started giving, giving, giving to my building. Yeah, that's totally a part of it too. I completely agree 100%. So what do you think is the value from learning from a teacher leader instead of, say, an administrator or an outside presenter? So I think, like, you've already hit it on the head. It's that trust of this is somebody in the district that's not an administrator. So it's not somebody who's evaluating me. 
it's that middleman person that I think people are more open and more receptive to listening to. Um, like I said, that trust goes into it rather than an outside presenter that you're like, oh, they wrote a book 10 years ago. You know, great. They're coming to talk to us. But who are they really? Like, unless you've read that book, you really have zero idea who they are. They could be amazing. But, you know, as a teacher, you come in with that thought of, all right, what is this person going to do for us? Really? You know, and what can we take away from it? Um, they don't know us. They don't know our district. Um, so as far as, yeah, an outside presenter, you're going to have somebody be more trustworthy and open to what you have to say because you're part of the district. You're part of the school. They might already have some relationship and trust with you. Um, and then, like I said, as an administrator, if it was an administrator giving the presentation, you're like, okay, I really have to pay attention because you're evaluating me at some point And it's kind of a scary and evaluator administration type of relationship, even if you have a good relationship with your administrator. Yeah. So when you, when you're making this switch or when you're wanting to make this switch, what is the process? I know that you had mentioned earlier that you have a degree and I don't have a specific, I have a master's degree, but I don't have a specific instructional coaching degree. So what is the process of becoming a more formal teacher leader in say an instructional coaching role or a mentoring role? What is the process been for you? So for me, the process has been, um, you know, I have my LBS one. So my special ed certification, that was my bachelor's degree. And then as I progressed into getting my master's degree, I went into curriculum instruction with a focus in teacher leadership, which is now, um, I think most colleges have changed it to instructional coaching, um, instead of teacher leadership. So teacher leadership was super broad when they didn't quite know what was happening with this, you know, middle person, not quite an administrator, but not quite a teacher, um, you know, or a little bit higher than a teacher. So they called it a teacher leader. And so you could get your degree in it. But I also know many teachers that are in this position like yourself that don't have a specific certification towards this um, credential. But basically, like you said, if you are, you know, a people oriented you are focused on what the that individual needs, that classroom needs. You're flexible. You're organized. You're open to new ideas. You're a thought leader. All of those things are going to go into being a great teacher leader and a great instructional coach. If that's something you are interested in and you really do have that desire to help make teachers better and you want to continue to give back. I think something that I would add to that is experience, you know, having that experience in the classroom and not just going into this role, you know, say one, two years out of college. I think that it's important for for myself, if I was going to have an instructional coach, I would want them to have that experience. And so I think that putting yourself in the classroom and gaining as much experience as you have will lend yourself to being a, a better instructional coach in the long run. Definitely. I completely agree with that too. So what made you want to, to change? You know, I, I, I get asked this question a lot and I, I have been in the classroom for 27 years and I felt, you know, just a couple of years ago, I felt that this is where I would die. You know, I would just, just end up dying in the classroom and, you know, being there forever. But something within me, you know, told me that there's, there's something else I want to give. So what was that for you? So for me, it was honestly when I started my Instagram um, a while ago in 2017, actually, I had such a passion for helping other teachers 
get information or get support or feel like they're not alone. Um, so that's where my thought process of helping teachers and helping other educators kind of started for me. Um, I've always been a people pleaser and wanting to help others and putting others first. And, um, it just seems like a natural and easy transition for me because I am so selfless. I will always, you know, listen to other people and what their needs are and what their concerns are and then give them what they need. Um, so that was my kind of transition was realizing like, yes, I love teaching and I love being in the classroom, but I also love supporting other educators. Um, and this whole Instagram world has kind of opened me up to it's different in each state that, you know, what's happening in California is not the same that's happening in New York. And all teachers in the special education field should have very similar trainings, um, you know, and very similar information that they're getting. And maybe it's not, or maybe they're not getting any support at all. And so that's where I kind of continued to grow my Instagram and realize, like, I want to support teachers. I want them to feel that they have the information they need to be the most successful they can in their classroom. And that's a that's a great story. And my story is similar when I was traveling for my teacher of the year year, I I realized that I had the opportunity to make an impact on more than just my students. And I was able to, you know, talk to teachers within my building, within my district, with across the state. And I feel like you, you know, there there's so many differences throughout the state. And I have always been so lucky and so blessed to have a supportive district. And that's not happening everywhere. And so I think once I realized that, I've thought, you know, through through my business and through being able to serve other people, then that's really where this kind of this fire has been building inside me. And I, that's when I, you know, I reached out to the assistant um, special education director to see if, you know, this was a possibility. It was really just a conversation that we had, you know, why, why doesn't special ed have an instructional coach? And, and he was like, well, I don't know. So he looked into it and, you know, it just kind of, just kind of fell into my lap. It wasn't something that I was, you know, necessarily seeking, but I was seeking that I had that need to teach other teachers just like you. Yeah. And that's incredible. Um, There's definitely a need there. Like you had said, Um, there's need that teachers need to be supported (laughs) and, you know, understood the ins and outs of what happens in our classrooms every day. Um, is different than what happens in the general education classes. So there's definitely a need for special education um, leaders. And not every teacher that's listening to the show today is going to have that opportunity. You know, it's it's not a common thing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that platforms like yours and mine and, you know, so many other of our friends and colleagues have platforms where you're able to learn from you know, people who have been there like, like Heather and I. So make sure if, if you don't have this opportunity in your, in your district, make sure you're reaching out and finding support online. There's, there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, definitely. Reach out to me if you need to and ask a question. I'm always in my messages, answering people's questions and their concerns and how to solve issues and things like that. So if I can be any support to you, please reach out. Well, can you tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Of course. So I'm more active on Instagram, um, full sped ahead with underscores in between. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, um, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, and I also have a website from fullspedahead.com. 
Well, Heather, it's been a pleasure to have you chat with us again. You are such an inspiration to me as a special educator, and I look up to you and all the work that you're doing to grow the capacity in special education teachers around the world. So keep up the good work. Thanks again, Jennifer. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.